Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. Amen. Today, as we have noted, is the festival of the Epiphany of our Lord. That word epiphany means an appearance or a revelation. And on this day, the Christian church traditionally celebrates the the visitation of the wise men to the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. We celebrate this day as the first appearing of Jesus as the Savior of all peoples, both Jew and Gentile, or or non-Jewish peoples, since those wise men who came to worship Jesus that day were not a part of God's chosen people, the, the descendants of Abraham, but they were foreigners to God's people, the the Jewish people, from a faraway land. And also, together with this theme on the the subsequent Sundays after this festival of the Epiphany, we also see more instances of Jesus revealing himself as the Savior, as the true almighty God and true man in one person. We see Jesus revealing that fact as, as he is baptized in the Jordan River, as he calls his first disciples to himself, and as he begins to teach and to perform miracles, which especially reveal himself to be true God. And also, finally, at the end of the Epiphany season, we see Jesus revealing a glimpse of his full glory and majesty as God when, he, when his appearance is transformed or transfigured shortly before he goes to Jerusalem to face his death on the cross for our salvation. But what does this word epiphany mean for you? What special importance does this festival have for your life today? Well, that's what God's prophet Isaiah speaks to us about so clearly in the words of our reading. He says not just to the people he was writing to in in Israel at his day, about 700 BC or so, but he says also by inspiration of God's Holy Spirit to each one of us today to arise Shine, for your light has come. Your light has come. Jesus is the light of the world. That's the the message that we focused on on our Christmas Eve service this year. Jesus has come and he has brought light into this sin-darkened world. And the, the light of his glory drives away all the darkness of this world. The darkness of sin and death that held all people, including us, captive. Isaiah describes it this way. He says, Look, darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness covers the peoples. This darkness is not merely the same as as physical darkness, the darkness of a night. Uh, Although here in Chicago, our, our nights are not very dark because of all the many lights around us. But spiritual darkness is what Isaiah is referring to. As if we are surrounded by a great dark cloud of of gloom and misery, of suffering and hardship that results from sin. In the previous chapter of Isaiah's prophecy, chapter 59, he tells us that all of us alike have been covered, surrounded by that darkness because of our sin. He says in chapter 59, verses 2 to 3, Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. 
for your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt. Your lips have spoken lies, and your tongue mutters wicked things. Well, whether or not our hands are literally stained with blood from violence and murder, God tells us that we are all just as guilty in his sight for all the sins that we have committed, all the the sinful things that we have said, all the sinful thoughts and desires of our hearts. The anger, the jealousy, pride, arrogance, lust, dishonesty, laziness, greed, and all the rest. This darkness of our sin cuts us off from the light of God's love. And this darkness of our sin holds us captive. And there was nothing that we could do by our own power to escape from that darkness and from that captivity of sin, no matter how hard we tried. Isaiah writes about this also in chapter 59. He says, So justice is far from us, and righteousness does not reach us. We look for light, but all is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in deep shadows. Like the blind, we grope along the wall, feeling our way like men without eyes. At midday, we stumble as if it were twilight. Among the strong, we are like the dead. So Isaiah tells us that this darkness of sin was so crippling that our own efforts were totally worthless. We were like dead people unable to do anything at all to help to save ourselves. When we realize how hopeless of a situation we were in because of our sins, then we can truly begin to appreciate the full magnitude of the glory and grace of our Lord Jesus, who came to save us from our sins. In fact, this glory of God's salvation is so awesome that Isaiah proclaims it two times In just two short verses, he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is dawning upon you. Look, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness covers the peoples, but the Lord will dawn upon you and his glory will be seen over you. This is why we celebrate this festival of the Epiphany. Because our Lord Jesus reveals his glory to us, the glory of his great mercy and salvation. The light of his love shines upon us. His love for us that was so great that it led him to sacrifice his own life in order to save us, in order to save us, and in order to save our lives for eternity with him. This great love caused him, the almighty, the infinitely powerful and glorious son of God, not to resist when sinful men arrested him and brought false accusations against him when they mocked him and beat him and put him on a cross, put a crown of thorns on his head, pounded nails through his hands and feet. This great love of the almighty Son of God caused him to willingly suffer the the torture and agony of hell itself as God the Father abandoned Jesus there on the cross because he was bearing all of our sins. But this great suffering and this terrible sacrifice of our Lord Jesus results in wonderful news for us. Every one of us has been forgiven. 
all of our sins have been totally washed away. God tells us that he has blotted out those sins from the record book of our lives. They are completely erased and miraculously they're completely forgotten by our gracious and merciful God. Though previously, as Isaiah told us in chapter 59, we had been separated from our God and from his love because of our sins and his face, his mercy, his glory had been hidden from us because of our sins. Now through Jesus, the light of God's love and mercy shines upon us. The glory of his salvation appears over us. The glorious light of his love sets us free from the darkness of slavery to sin. The glory of God's love reveals to us all of the many wonders of the loving heart of our Savior God towards us. Truly, our light has come, as Isaiah says. And the special wonder of Epiphany is that this light of God's salvation has drawn us toward it and has gathered all of us together through faith. Just as that light of this good news drew the the shepherds to seek the newborn Jesus on that first Christmas night, and later as it also drew those wise men from the east who brought their gifts of, of kingly worth to worship the Christ child in Bethlehem. In the verses of our reading, Isaiah is speaking to the city of of Zion, or Jerusalem, which is actually a symbol for all of God's people, who are his people through faith in Jesus, not only through ethnicity or or descent from, from Abraham, but all of God's people who believe that Jesus is the Savior. We call this the universal church, believers everywhere around the world who believe in Jesus. God says that nations will come to the light of this spiritual Zion. And he says that kings of nations would come and and bring many people and they would bring precious treasures to offer in praise to our Lord and Savior. What does that mean exactly? Well, certainly Isaiah says that that they would bring gold and, and incense and we see that fulfilled in the gospel reading as we see the gifts the wise men brought. They brought gold and incense or frankincense and myrrh and later on as jesus ascended into heaven we see that the holy spirit caused the gospel of jesus to be spread beyond the jewish people to all nations throughout the world this really is what isaiah's prophecy is referring to not just those physical treasures of gold and incense that were brought by the wise men but the fact that the holy spirit through the word draws all people to god And these are the treasures in God's eyes. Here in these passages, God is really talking about all Christians everywhere. All believers in Jesus who make up the universal church. The light of God's love shines on us, shines in our hearts and lives. Everything we we think and say and do through all of our actions, motivated by God's love for us, the light of his love is shining through those actions, and those words. These are the treasures that we bring to God. We bring these thank offerings to God, gifts from our money and possessions, from our talents and abilities, from our our time to support the ministry of the church and the work of the gospel. As we live for God, everything we do in our lives, in, in our jobs and in our recreation time, Everything we think and say and do is a sacrifice 
of praise and thanksgiving to God, especially as we proclaim the life-giving gospel to the people around us, as God gives us opportunity to speak to them about the wonderful forgiveness and love of Jesus. In all these things that we do, God and his love are shining through us to the people around us, and he uses that light to bring more people to himself, to bring people out of the darkness of sin, to behold the wonderful light of his love and salvation. And as we see God at work in the hearts of the people around us, in the hearts of our brothers and sisters here in this church, and in the hearts of the people that we reach out to with the gospel, that emboldens us to to let that light shine more and more in our lives. When we see God at work like that, we are reminded of why we are here, what the purpose of life really is. That's a question that has been debated and discussed for thousands of years as, as the most brilliant philosophers, the most intelligent people, and even the most ordinary people in the world have, have discussed and pondered that question. What is the meaning of life? Why are we here? What is the purpose for which we exist? Well, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you and I don't have to wonder about that question. God himself gives us the answer to that question in his word. 